You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com, and emailing us at Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. Hey, I'm John Paragon, and you're listening to Nowhere, California. Rock on. Welcome to Nowhere, California presents our conversation with John Paragon. This is Josh. This is Nick. And as the intro says, this is Nowhere, California presents, so you know what that means. Uh, yeah, Phil's not here. Exactly. He doesn't like to do this side of the thing. He just likes the glamour of talking to famous people. Yeah, he likes to hear his own voice, uh, as the rest of us do. But uh, some of us hardworking folk, well, actually, just Josh. I'm, I'm in for this one for a specific reason. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, you're going to be in all these, dude. Anyways, <laughs> as he said, there's a specific reason for him to be on this one, and we'll jump right into that. The first person you're going to hear from is John Paragon, the man behind Zombie, and uh, many, 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 many other great characters he's played over his great career but the key thing with nick being here there was a side conversation of that day and i'm yes. going to throw it to him right now well first and foremost i want to say thank you to uh my my nowhere podcast uh brethren in uh in, in josh and phil for uh taking up the mantle taking the lead um of podcasting for us because i could not attend uh it happened on halloween weekend and uh ellie being her first halloween wanted to be at home with her and so uh you know, we've always said family comes first, so I was home. Um, that being said, my there was two celebrities that I said I I really want you to try to to get in. You know, for me on if you can possibly do it. Uh, one of them was Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and then yeah, the other one was just wall wall people on her. So yes. there's no chance on that one. Uh, but but the other one that I was begging for was John Paragon. Uh, I grew up watching Pee-wee's Playhouse and and I saw the original uh Pee-wee via VHS, you know, the, the more adult themed the um, uh, the LA show, the yeah, the, the original Groundling show. Right, the original Groundling show, uh the original LA show and uh, the one that they just actually brought back to Broadway a couple of years ago. Yeah. Because of all of that, I, I'm just a huge Jombie the Genie fan. And so I said, "Please, please, please do whatever you can to get something from Jombie, you know, a bumper, whatever you can. Do. Please get something from John for us." <clears throat> Anyhow, Flash forward to first day of con, uh, which was Friday the 30th, and uh, I was driving back from CSU San Marcos. I had picked up my daughters and uh, was bringing them back up to to be with us, all my daughters uh, with me on Halloween. Um, Midway home, I sent a text to Josh and said, you know, hey, whatever you can do, please, please, please just get something from Jombie. Get something, John Paragon. Next thing I know, the phone rings. Uh, Josh's picture pops up. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he's going to give me some sort of update here. I answer the phone, and I hear, uh, is, is Ellie there? I said, pardon? What? Uh, is Ellie, Ellie there? Uh, no, no, Ellie's home with Mom. Oh, well, this is Jombie the Genie. Mecca, lecca, hi, mecca, hi, ho. <laughs> At which point, I almost veered off the freeway. Uh, I started squealing like a little girl. And uh, got very excited and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you, John. I can't believe it's you. 
thank you so much for taking the time. He says, well, I heard that, you know, you just had a, a baby. And he goes, well, I, I heard your wife just had a baby. <laughs> uh, and I said, yeah, she did all the hard work. And he says, well, I just wanted to congratulate you very much. And, you know, sorry I didn't get to see you here. And, and hopefully, you know, maybe we can uh, bump into one another at another convention. Just took a brief moment out of his day to give me a call knowing that I couldn't be there on, on uh, you know, on the, at the behest of, of Josh here. Uh, my dear friend, who I will give a hand job to later. Um, That'll be on a future episode, the audio from that. Uh, yes, it will be. Uh, oh, why not episode, actually? Yeah, why, not? why not? A hand job from Nick. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, we'll launch into uh, the conversation that the gentleman had with uh, the incomparable and the absolutely talented John Paragon. And uh, before we do that... If he gets a chance to listen to this, I just want to take a time, uh, a moment to say thank you so much, John, uh, for just making a poor schmuck's day. I I was floating on cloud nine the entire weekend, and uh, and it was it was because of you taking that moment to uh, you know to make a fan happy. Uh, John, you're an extremely stand up guy, and I look forward to meeting you. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us at Nowhere California. I second that. So. Without repeating what Nick just said, enjoy our conversation with John Paragon. All right, let's get this hand job done. Okay, we are here with the amazing John Paragon. How, how are you enjoying the con so far? It's fun. It's uh, uh, it's twice the size that it was last year. We, we noticed this is probably the biggest con we've done. We've done a bunch of little cons. This is kind of culture shock for us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's going to get more intense over the weekend. A lot of people are at work today, but Saturday will be. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that one's going to be completely outrageous. Yeah, yeah you, you just mentioned like you were at other cons, uh, this uh, Kamikaze cons. Have, do you uh, appear at a lot of cons, or is it kind of selected? Uh, really, uh, this is the second time I've done this, uh, and the, then I did the, the science book. Uh, science fiction and something. Hmm? Uh, do you know which one I'm talking about? It's, um, it was at the. Uh, it's, it was a, in one of those old buildings downtown, uh, like a classic building. Oh, 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 oh. Nothing's coming to mind, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Oh. I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah, yeah it happens. Okay. <laughs> that works. Uh, <laughs> um, with the concert you do appear at, uh, do you enjoy the fan interactions? Uh, you know, the. There's so much affection for the show, uh, and there's a lot of people that come up and say, "Oh, my grandmother loved your show," <laughs> and I feel like one of the Rolling Stones, you know? <laughs> like, oh my God! And then I realize I've been jobbing for 34 years. Yeah. This is like the longest job I've ever had. That, that is definitely you know? true. And uh, one of the fan interactions we just uh, kind of constructed was our good friend Nick that couldn't be here and we got him on the phone with you he, oh that's right he was we called him again in the hallway and he was still like oh my god I almost crashed the car <laughs> yeah tears down he was eyes. driving when he, he had yeah a, apparently he, he has like a headset bluetooth yeah. thing oh, that wow. lets him but as soon as he realized it was you he was like what <laughs> so honestly we're going to probably have him do an intro for this one so he's going to be gushing on that oh, that's funny um to go into your career a little bit, uh, what decided? What was your decision that led you into the ground lines? Uh I was working in a uh, phone room selling ads uh, over the phone uh, for the Congress of Racial Equality. And I was working with a guy whose name was Kip King. 
he was the fa- he's the father of uh, was the, still is the father, but he passed away uh, of uh, Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live. Oh, and he was the funniest person I'd ever met in my life, and the best improviser. Because if somebody wouldn't buy on the phone, he yeah. would just start like doing voices and doing characters <laughs> and doing shtick, and it was just hilarious. I would stop working just to watch him. That's awesome. <laughs> and then he said, I'm in this uh, group called The Groundlings. Come and see our show. And then he said, you know, you ought to audition. Because I would improvise with him sometimes. And, and he would say, you ought to audition for The Groundlings. So I auditioned. And back then, you know, you auditioned and then you got in. Yeah. Now you go through this school process of, <laughs> I think takes like 20 years or something before you can get into the company yeah Mm -hmm. but uh i still do the improv shows there every once in a while um but that's that's how i got into the ground i was the youngest member of the ground i was the youngest person ever to get in the ground so i was 23 i think wow uh yeah Uh, but I didn't notice everybody was older than I was. Yeah. There didn't seem to be like an age difference, even though I was working with people that were 10 years older than I. Hmm. Uh, and also like Phil Hartman, yes. you know, who's like really close, dear friend of mine. Um, I mean, I never knew that we were, there was 10 years age difference between us. I mean, I never felt like that way, you know. He was such a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, on our show we've talked about the Hartman multiple times, and I guess to break, uh, how was it working with him? How was it interacting with him and just kind of knowing him? He was just like, you know what? Like, uh, it was like, like when Phil got started at Live, we still stayed in touch, and I was always like very happy for him. And he was saying that a lot of the Groundlings were kind of resentful. That, uh, of his success, and I said, I don't know, man. You take you take us with you. Yeah. I mean, I feel, you know, when, when he would say, he was so generous. It would be like, come out onto my boat, and we would go out on this boat. And he knew everything about boating and about the clouds. And he could describe, you know, the currents. He was like this machine, so smart. Uh, and then. Like when he got a Ferrari, he said, "He got to come out to Malibu and drive my Ferrari." So it was like he wanted to share it, you know. Uh, I've never had anybody ask me to drive their Ferrari before, and I, and I thought, you know, I, you know, I can't do it this weekend because I'm working in San Diego. Um, and now I, I just like I totally regret, like, not. You know, yeah. <laughs> going going and driving Phil's Ferrari. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, what led you into your first uh, movie roles, such as uh, Chinta Chong's next movie, and of course uh, your time with uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, with uh, the Cheech and Chong movie, Cheech and Chong came to the Groundlings, and uh, they picked a whole bunch of us to be, you know, in a movie scene where I play a movie director, and uh, it was very similar to a scene that I was doing in the Groundlings where I was playing a, a director of the movie. Uh, and the whole, our whole scene was improvised. That's awesome. It, it was... Uh, 
basically they said, okay, now you guys are going to uh, get ready for this scene, and then the Hulk is going to come crashing through the uh, yeah. through the wall. And I forget the guy's name. He's like a fitness expert now who sells gym equipment. You know who I mean? Oh, oh my God. Um, Jake? J yeah. Oh, a body by Jake. Uh, yes. Jake uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he played the Hulk. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Yeah, he came crashing through the... Uh, <laughs> and uh, in that scene... Uh, I wish I had the picture here. But there's a picture of me, Cassandra Peterson, then now Pearson, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife. And they were uh, they were like actresses, like Charlie's Angels actresses. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. For Rita was a, you know, Mrs. Hanks. Mrs. Hanks, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, with your impro improvising uh, background on the movie sets, do you uh, enjoy a set that's more improvised uh, friendly, or is it good to be, like, on a set that is, like, by the book, where they want to keep everything to the script and by the writer's word? Um, you know, you have to respect the, the wishes of the director. Like, in the case of the Pee Wee show, uh, when we went to Broadway, and for the Nokia Theater, there was like improvising was not an option because you know Paul had so much to do and think about that he didn't want to be thrown by something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, the only times that I improvised was to like help somebody pick up a line. Yeah, <laughs> don't you want to look at the book? <laughs> uh, something like that to motivate somebody, you know, or give them an, uh, you know, a prompt, give them a nudge. Uh, you know, or it's a cover a mistake like where the puppet is flying and it drops this <laughs> box of screws, Oops. you know, because the magnet like comes away. Oh no! So then I have to like, well, well I got to say something, you know, because Paul's not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you should have like jumped on that, you know. Yeah. But, so I'm just like, oh well, I guess you didn't need the box of screws after all. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah, just had to, you know, think on your feet there. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess to jump into World of Zombie, what led you into developing that character? Uh, well, Paul uh, had come up with this idea to do a children's show with Phil Hartman, and uh, Paul picked Lynn Stewart, who was is also sort of like the female. Uh, Phil Hartman. I mean, she had the same versatility as far as being able to do characters and voices. Uh, so, Paul, you know, Paul had picked the best people in the grounds as far as I was concerned, and he said, I want you to be in my show. Come up with a character. No pressure. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, and I think I pitched him a bunch of different ideas. I mean, he was going with the sort of classic, iconic uh, characters that you see like on a children's school uh, wall, like a nurse, a doctor, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, then I think I saw this movie where, well, The Wizard of Oz like influenced me. Oh, yeah. 
from childhood, and it seems like everything I've ever done had something to do with like the Wizard of Oz. And there were obviously, you know, I'm like a floating head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the Wizard of Oz connection, and then there's the I Dream of Genie connection. Yeah. Uh, in the original stage show, when the doors opened on my the insides of my box was a picture of Barbara Eden. Yeah. And on the other side were like little tiny liquor bottles. Nice. <laughs> Spirits, yeah. you know. Yeah, cool. yeah, it was sort of like I was like living in like a mini bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I said, uh, "Yeah, I want to be, you know, a genie." And grant you a wish. And he said, "Okay, that that works for the plot because I want to fly." So you know, okay. you get to grant the wish. Um, and the name came from. Paul and I were driving down Hollywood Boulevard, and there's a falafel stand, and he look. He says, "Look over there, zombies." <laughs> I said, "That's what I want my character's name to be, zombie." <laughs> that is so cool. And it's, so that name came from <laughs> driving down Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> It was almost like it was meant to happen. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. The whole like yeah. thing of like this great combination of really talented people uh, coming together, mm-hmm. and everybody really loved the show. That's what I think made it work. Yeah. Is that everybody loved doing it? You know? And there's not too many shows where everybody loves it. Loves, you, loves doing their job. You tell the passion behind it, especially oh, yeah. with the people that came from the show, like Lawrence Fishburne, Bill Harmon. I know, like, like Larry. Yeah. It's like Larry. It's like amazing. Mega, mega high. <laughs> what? What? And then another person that um, I always stuck in my mind that I heard worked on the set with you guys was uh, Rob Zombie. That's right. Yeah, as a he was a production designer. Uh, um, the production assistant, PA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got his art. Uh, you know, he's he was such a, he's still a cool guy. I mean, I still I saw him. Uh, I think at the Alice Cooper concert or something like that. Alice Cooper's also a really cool guy, too. Yeah. But I know all these people through Elvira, you know, like Rob Zombie and yeah. Alice. Mm-hmm. Alice's assistant used to be Cassandra's assistant, Brian. Oh, wow. Uh, but, what else is What's the question again? Uh, oh, just talking about Rob Zombie working on this head. Oh, right, yeah. And so did John Singleton. Oh, wow. You know? It's pretty amazing. He should just sit outside the uh, door. That's cool. And he's, oh, wow. he, he told uh, uh, Larry that he said, uh, I'm going to make a movie in one day and you're going to be in it. Oh, it's so funny. That came to pass. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I guess from one uh, creative group of people to another, what led you to the role in UHF? Um... I worked with Al on a TV pilot called Welcome to the Fun Zone. And uh, Dr. Demento was like the DJ. I wonder if you remember who Dr. Demento is. Yeah. Lifelong Weird Al fan, so. Oh, we okay. Know oh, yeah, follow, we follow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we, I did the, that show and I did like several characters on it. And then when. 
Al was doing a movie, he called me up and said, hey, come in, we want you to play this part in the movie, and you get to be Kevin McCormick's son. I mean, Kevin McCarthy's son. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy from the Pod People movie. Oh. Yeah. You know, what was that? Uh, invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Classic horror movie. Yeah, so he asked me to be in the movie, and we shot it in Oklahoma, and it was it was fun uh, going to uh, working in Tulsa, and I got to hang out with this guy named Getty Watanabe, who's a really funny character actor who was in Sixteen Candles. Yes, right. He had one long dong or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Something like <laughs> that. I can't remember his character's name. <laughs> Uh, I know he's the Will of Fish guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's so fun. Co- co- uh, Koji. Right. Yeah. Koji, there you yeah. go. Yeah, he was so much fun to hang out with. And Pee Wee flew out to Oklahoma and hung out with us. And it, was, it was fun. That's awesome. <laughs> it was it was really fun working on that movie. That's cool. Um, well, to, before we wrap everything up, i got to thank you so much, John, for talking with us. You've been amazing. You, it's been an honor to meet you. Oh, well, my pleasure. And uh, with our show, Nowhere California, we do have a particular end question we'd like to ask, and we're going to pose it to you. John Paragon, what is your favorite WTF movie moment? What the fuck moment? Yes. yes. <laughs> Good, movie moment. bad, it, whatever comes to mind. We've asked it to a lot of people. We've asked it like Sid Haig, Heather Landingcamp, uh, Rob Holson, the guy that does the voices of Yakko, uh, Donatello, and Pinky. He was his own what the fuck movie I, moment. I, I, I sort of had that experience every day, like trying to get out of my house to get here. I couldn't find like the easels, the easel stands, and I, I actually like talked to myself and I said, come on, Jumpy, you know, stop looking for it. And then, bam, I find it. So, uh, what's the big what the fuck? <laughs> Like, nothing really shocks me anymore, you know? <laughs> it's, I mean, other than, like, horrible tragedies that affect everybody in the, oh, same, yeah. in the same way, uh, where you just can't believe that, you know, people have it in their heads to do away with other people before they do away with themselves. And I think they got it so back asswards. Yeah, you know? that I mean, is definitely true. Do yourself in. And then yeah. <laughs> let everybody else do themselves. Right. I mean, I I didn't bring anybody into this world, and I'm not taking anybody out. Right. You know? <laughs> so, uh... You know, I, I wish I had a witty, clever answer. Well, yeah, it works. That's, that's okay. I, uh, I love, I love your answer. Really well I actually too. do love your answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's just not enough kindness. There you, you know, go. Really going on in the world. Yeah, that is very so. Cool. Part of what I'm doing here yeah. is I'll talk to anybody who yeah. comes up here, and I'll I talk to transgender Catwoman for like about. 20 minutes. That was awesome. That was cool. And uh, he's just like a big fan. Yeah. And, you know, people just enjoy, and I enjoy talking to people, you know, it's better than sitting here by myself. Absolutely. You know. That was definitely true. And I I did an interview with a puppet. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. 
the nerd, nerd soapbox. Box. Yes, I was interviewed by the dog. Highlight of the career? That was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with them. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be on their web oh, series. Nice. We'll definitely check that out. That's yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah this, this guy. Oh, that's wild. It was really funny. <laughs> good. I, I remembered the dog's name. Oh, that's Hero. Oh, cool. That was that was fun. I actually forgot this too. Before we go, um, do you have any upcoming projects you'd like to let our listeners know about? And where can we find you online? Uh, right now, the only, only I just started getting into social media because I'm uh, I've been just like you know I sort of like living low profile. You oh know? Yeah. yeah. And it's always fun about doing. Like Cassandra has the same experience that you know she can take off the Elvira outfit and like go out in public and people won't you know freak out and right. stuff. And I always enjoyed the fact of like transforming myself into some other character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I could just you know after it was so fun after the Broadway shows and I took off all my makeup, I could walk out of the building. And just go right into the crowd. And no one would even notice. Wow. But, uh, you know, everybody else looked pretty much like themselves. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but so me, I mean, I have makeup, like the turban. I've got shiniest green makeup on on that Broadway show. It's crazy. Yeah. Glued on rhinestone eyebrows. Took like an hour, 15 minutes to put it on. It was a very At least an hour story. and a half to get it off. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, now I have my eyebrows glued down. <laughs> yeah, because my eyebrows went up here. Yeah, no, it's like, it was intense. <laughs> well, like you said, you, you transformed yourself, you know. Well, yeah, yeah well, I mean, I, I did you know, you couldn't say like, "Oh yeah, I recognize you." No, yeah. People, re- people recognize my voice. Yeah, uh, people recognize my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So what does it, what does it sound like with when you play this back? Do all you hear is like? <laughs> It does play pretty well. It yeah, actually it's, does. It's very surprising sometimes. Like I've done uh, interviews next to busy traffic, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh god, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. I get it home, plug it in, and everything because I do all the sound editing and mixing myself. And it's like, oh my god, they, they can hear me. Thank God. Yeah, we were surprised how much this whole thing could actually yeah, pick up because this is a totally 100% independent project. We don't have any like other websites above us or anybody <laughs> breathing down our necks. Oh, you need to make sure you get this online. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it's been like this for four years for us mm-hmm. we decided this one day like uh, we were friends from high school yeah <laughs> and I was like um, do you want to do a podcast film and he's like what the hell's a podcast yeah that was my reaction what and what? then we started rolling with it and it just grew it just built from there we did our first convention probably two years ago yeah and we started doing interviews with people and like uh, last year this time we got a cold email from a PR agency going like, uh, we found your podcast, we, we, we want to talk to any of our clients, we'll send you screeners and stuff like that. And for movie junkies like us, it's just like, Dope. sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely, it's been a weird trip for us. <laughs> it's an adventure. So it, how do you make a living doing this? We don't. Uh, You have to do something else. I work at Target. Uh, And uh, And I'm an extra. He does extra work and... Where are you? Are you guys here in LA? Oh uh, no, we're in Hesperia. Yeah, I, I live in the Phelan, Victorville. Yeah, we live up in the high desert. 
That's where we got the name Nowhere California for the show. Because how, that's how do you get extra work out there? Oh, it's not out there. I, uh, I, uh, I, I traveled two hours <laughs> all the way to Los Angeles. You know, I get uh, I work through uh, Uncut, and uh, they just uh, they, they call me. They say, "Hey, you're booked for this," and all I do is just make sure I show up on time and report to wardrobe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. That's what I do. I just like I just try to be punctual. You know. Cool. Yeah. Yep. I, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I'm not really fond of driving, but you know what? When I when I'm uh, when I've got a set time to be somewhere, I'm like, okay, sounds like fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to like work as an actor and a writer and as a director. And, and, uh, hey, how's it going? Um, and so I'm, I'm still getting residuals from a lot of from those things. So that's awesome, you know. Uh, and that, you know, believe me, that most actors, you know, really can't live off of their residuals, but with the writing and also the directing uh, uh, the Seinfeld I did I made more money off of that I did three episodes of Seinfeld and also we were in the four, uh, fourth episode the finale and I made more money on the residuals from those three shows than five seasons of the Pee Wee's Playhouse oh, wow uh, because Saturday morning, the pay scale for actors was way less. Yeah. And then uh, Seinfeld had something called Top of the Show, which everybody got paid basically the same. Hmm. You know? Uh, That's why you heard with the, like, the Seinfeld like, pay scale, like Jerry always kind of wanted to make sure everybody yeah. was at a, some kind of evil, even footing. Yeah, so everybody got offered the same, the, the same deal. Yeah. You know? But that thing rerun and rerun. Run and run and it runs all over the world, and it's like being on I Love Lucy. You yeah. know? really, I'm so glad that uh, they asked me to do that. You know, uh, and it was, they were big Jombie fans too. That's cool. Uh, Jerry was. I mean, Jerry's that the set of that show was. It was the most well-run set I've ever been on. I mean, it was like you go in there, work like two or three hours, and then done. That's cool. Uh, I had the best like craft service <laughs> in the world. And that's a happy set when it's had Oh yeah. Every kind of cereal you could possibly think of. A box of any kind of cereal you could oh, think Jerry's of. Oh Jerry's notorious nice. for his his love for cereal. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean it was just unreal. Yeah. And really well oiled machine. Uh, Andy Ackerman is the director of the show, but most of the direction I was given was I was given by Larry David or yeah. by Jerry. It was, so it was very much Larry David's, you know, it was pretty his, much his puppeteering. You know, uh, made that show. Yeah, I mean, it really was Larry David uh, and Andy, a great uh, director, really super nice guy. Yeah, but it was like God, what a cushy job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The residuals he's getting. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> live off of them. Oh, his show now is just sitting in the cars and talking with people going to get coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got to have a cushy life if you do that kind of show now. <laughs> oh, I know what, uh, what the fuck is. Why the fuck uh, 
do they have those stupid Sonic guys on the TV and why doesn't somebody kill them? <laughs> yes, I gotta Thank agree. You. Those commercials are annoying as hell. I want them much. dead like in the worst way. And Mark, I've seen, that, that's great. I've, I've seen those guys do stand-up like online and everything and they're actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then you put them behind that wheel, that oh stupid my car. God. Oh my God. And you were like, I'm gonna go to McDonald's. I know the food sucks at McDonald's but I don't wanna go anywhere near you guys. Oh my God. Oh man. It's just like, they, they annoy the shit out of me so bad. <laughs> So much that I flipped the channel. I don't blame you one bit. I really, no, awesome. I'm just like, and it's like they keep coming back, you know? <laughs> With you once. Yeah, and, and just, it's just like, it's the same joke. It's yes. the same thing. Again and again, again and again. again. Oh. oh my God. And, and I'm surprised that people aren't like picketing oh. and boycotting that place, you know? Yeah, oh. Any place would deserve it to be that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you know. I was talking with Pee Wee, and he, he said, uh, I said, he was he didn't like the girl from the progressive commercials, and he, I said, you mean Flo? And he said, you mean you know her name? <laughs> well, she's got a button on her that yeah. says Flo on it. <laughs> and, you know, she's done a, I don't find her so irritating that I have to flip the channel, yeah. but the Sonic guys, the Sonic guys. I, they just piss me off. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm with you there. You're you know? preaching to the choir on that one, and that one uh -huh. is definitely, a, uh, I guess, a Hall that, of Fame what the fuck for us. That's <laughs> a decent one. Thank. I'm so glad that that one popped into your head. Yeah, there. yeah that that just like that's like, it's that's actually very really, refreshing. Really. Yeah. Oh, it makes you want to go vegan. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just no. It makes me want to go out and kill those guys. Drag them <laughs> yes. out of the car. Uh -huh. Beat the shit out of them. Run them uh, over with their own car. It does. Thank you. It, it makes me want to beat the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect. Man. Go get a date. Why don't you guys go get a date? <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, that's uh, honestly, John. Thank no. you so much. All right. I, I know so you